0: Miamians and listeners from around the world If you're new, welcome For this episode, I have a couple of words That are going to be key for you to understand Today's podcast Cuban sandwich empanada Guava butter with beer canned bread Now, this is your host, Alejandro Cervalli Bringing you one of my favorite topics Which is food Today's guest is Manny Portuondo, CEO of Cervecería La Tropical. Manny and his team are launching a three in one concept. They have a production brewery, a tap room with a restaurant, and a beer garden with a stage. Manny will break down what you can expect when you visit the Cervecería La Tropical. They are one of the largest breweries in Florida, right in the heart of Miami. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we showcase the people and organizations that support Miami's international landscape, learn from local business owners, startups, diplomats, and community leaders, get to know the tools and services that are out there that help you invest and grow in South Florida. Miami is a true global city where one can live and do business with a global reach. Manny, welcome on the show. Thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you, Alejandro. Thank you for having me on your new show. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Awesome. So, how are you? Good. I've been going nuts actually because uh, we are, you know, 30 days away from you know system lunch at La Tropical, the opening of our new brewery, of our new restaurant and tap room, of our new entertainment uh, community center, but you know a little bit tamed down because of COVID. And so it's a full throttle a La Tropical these days, brewing beer, getting the kitchen ready, uh, furniture coming in, uh, trees going into the garden for Jardines La Tropical land. So kind of nuts right now. I look
0: forward to it. I think that combo that you have with the garden and the doors to the to the kitchen area is going to be... Quite the yeah nice. you know
1: one of the interesting things about and I like to always explain it this way about the La tropical projects that is really three you know we are we, we've invested in three different businesses all opening at the same time which is what what's how it, why it's so complex right to do it right is that we have a full-scale production brewery that isn't that interesting in and of itself but it's interesting in the fact that it's in the middle of the city so usually, you know, you'll find these industrial breweries uh, as big as ours uh, in an industrial area behind an airport location, et cetera. We're doing this in the middle of downtown. So that in itself is kind of a unique situation. And then attached to that is a is a restaurant and tap room that's slang for a bar business in brewery speak. That is also going to be a, a central part of the uh, launch, right? We're going to be producing beer selling that beer to a third-party distributor to get it out to the marketplace for bars and restaurants and supermarkets and stuff like that, while at the same time opening up a, our own sampling uh, location. Uh, that will be a, a beautiful taproom restaurant. And then attached to that, we have another you know 10,000-square-foot outdoor beer garden, which we're calling Jardines La Tropical, that has a, a full uh, stage for live performances. Capacity for eight hundred people in the middle of the city. You know, this is a post-COVID, post-vaccine. We're not going to be doing that amount of people now. We want to be responsible, and so all this is opening at the same time. And so, as I was saying, we're we're thirty days away from that, and it's it's been crazy. I that we uh, got. <laughs> it must
0: be exciting to be at, the, at the verge of opening of opening a business.
1: It is. It is.
0: So before we continue, let's get to know you a little bit. Let's give us some okay. background on you. Where
1: are you from originally? So in terms of on the personal side, I'll kind of give you a little bit of on the professional side. Uh, I'm a Miami boy, uh, born and raised in Miami uh, all my life. I had some moves out of Miami growing up, as well as you know when I started, when I, when I started school, you know, college and business school. But uh, basically, born and raised in uh, Miami, went to Berlin Jesuit High School we very well connected in the community with my Belen brothers and, and friends and married here in Miami to a, a, a beautiful uh, Colombian wife that we've married now for 12 years. Two kids, an 11-year-old boy, my son Manolito and uh, Natalia, who's uh, nine. And, you know, love, love being in the city. I You know, I've lived in many places throughout my career. And I I tell my kids all the time I say, you know, you don't know how lucky you are that you live in a place like Miami. You know, one, you know, we're a we're a gateway city with so much culture and and rhythm and different styles of food. And being, you know, Cuban American myself or being married to a Colombian, I, I get to experience you know, all types of, of, of cultures, you know, when it comes time for Thanksgiving or, or Christmas, you know, the Cubans have their thing, the Colombians have their thing. And so we, we that three that of all that stuff coming together is, is, I think, what makes us very unique and, and what I love so much about the city. And then add to that that we're, we're on the water, right? You know, and, and we have this beautiful weather and what a great place to live. I, I love Miami. I really do. You know, we're calling it the global city now. Yeah, okay.
0: There you go. We're transitioning from Gateway City to global.
1: To global. global, global. Yeah. But it's a very special place, right? When all that stuff comes together of all these different cultures with the you know geography and climate that we have, I think you really couldn't be in a better place to only live but raise my family and, and start a new business.
0: It's awesome, which is what yeah. we're here to talk about. We're here to talk yeah. about Cerveceria La Tropical.
1: Yeah. And then sort of on my professional side, my background is I tell folks my, I'm, a, I'm a beer and burgers guy. Yes. So I started my career coming out of business school working for Anheuser-Busch, one of the world's largest uh, brewers in both the domestic and international market. And over, I was there for about probably about 10 years of my career, early on in my career. And then I left and went to go work with the Brahma Brewery of Brazil and Latin America for a couple of years. And then eventually left the beer business and went to go work in the burger business, working for Burger King Corporation. I was the head of uh, business development for Burger King Corporation for many years, and then uh, left Burger King Corporation and ended up as CEO of Burger King Canada, which was an investment that I made with other investors in, in, in acquiring uh, Burger King restaurants in Canada. And so, you know, I've been basically in the in the burger and beer business all of my career. But throughout that career, my passion in life had always been La Tropical. So I always found a way to devote time to to my own passion project, and uh, I guess I'll get to, into that story in, in a second. But very much the experiences that I had and early on in my career with burgers and beers, which sort of led me to you know where I am today, which I'm starting a a restaurant business and a beer business Can't all wrong, one.
0: Yeah, can't go wrong with beers and burgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's awesome. So La Tropical, right? La Cervecería Tropical is the official name.
1: Cervecería La
0: Tropical. Cervecería La Tropical. Yeah. So give us a little bit of background.
1: Regarding okay, the- so it's a. I will give you the, the I would say I will give you the cliff notes version because we only have half an hour. But thank you. If you can imagine there's a there's the novel version that I've been working on for for 23 years when I started this whole La Tropical business. And the story I like to sort of tell the story this way. The story starts in 1888 in Havana, Cuba. My great great grandfather is a large landowner during those times, and he ends up selling. 100 acres of land on the outskirts of Havana to another family called the Blanco Herrera family, and in one, in one transaction, the Cuban beer industry is formed, and the first brewery in Cuba founded in 1888 is Cerveceria La Tropical. That brewery, with a you know launches as a small little craft brewery on the outskirts of Havana in 1888 launches with a a, a portfolio of uh, of brands, the flagship being La Tropical, La Original. And by 1960, it grows to become the largest brewer on the island, with over 60% of all of the production capacity of beer in the island at that time. The brewery gets nationalized by the uh, Communist Revolution. And all of our families you know, people who live in Miami are familiar or may be familiar with the Cuban story, a big exile and exodus in 1960 as a result of the communist revolution. And all of our families land in in Miami. Miami welcomes them with with open arms and they start a new life in Miami. I'm born six years later in 1966. And as I mentioned before, I'm a Miami boy. I spend uh, all of my early years in, in Miami, but really what was left behind wasn't talked about very much right it was a new reality for my grandmother and my my mother who was 15 at the time but at the time my my grandparents who were in the early 40s and their vision was forget about the past focus on the present let's get back to work let's figure out what we're going to do put food on the table educate our kids so not a lot of what was what happened in Kibo was discussed very much and basically that was the new life we forgot about what we had and we kept moving forward in the early 90s, you should call it mid-90s, by the mid-90s, I'm in my late 20s, and I start getting really interested with my Cuban heritage and where I come from and what had happened to the family and why had it happened. Until that point in time, I didn't really care very much, to be honest with you. Was, you know, my, my head was somewhere else. The headspace was was growing up, and you weren't really worried about those things, or you didn't think about those things. But in my late 20s, I wanted to know where I came from and, and why we landed here and and how all this happened. And, and I, as I started going through these stories, I started hearing about the stories of, of my great grandfather and selling the lands to, to, to the Blanco Rivera family and the founding of the Cuban beer industry. And I said, Oh boy, how, how was that lost? How could that have happened? How could something so wonderful that employed thousands of people in Cuba, you know, generated so much to the Cuban economy? It was part of the social fabric of Cuban culture because it wasn't just a a brewery, it was a brewery. It was an outdoor beer garden with a river running through it, Rio Almendares. It was a baseball stadium called El Estadio La La Tropical. It's 100 acres of land. How could all that have just vanished? And and so I said, you know, I'm going to try to do something about it. And this was now 1998. And basically I mortgaged my house at that time. I didn't have a lot of money to put my words into action. So I, I I mortgaged my home, raised some capital. And over the past 23 years, I either re-registered, acquired, or took the Cuban government to court in about 15 countries throughout the world and took back all of our rights, registrations, and trademarks for La Tropicale. And basically, that was my passion project in life. And I always tell my kids, you know, one person can make a difference. Just got to get into action, right? you can talk about it all you want, but unless you do it, uh, you're never going to accomplish it. And so put that together, you know, 23 years of doing that on my spare time, at night after work, on weekends and holidays and so forth. In 2016, that culminated, uh, you know, I'm now in my early 50s. And I'm saying, okay, great. You know, over the past 23 years, Manny, you've done a great job of sort of putting all this stuff together. But so what? It's a legal strategy. It resides in a file somewhere. Let's see if we can make this now more of a commercial thesis than a legal thesis. And so I had some relationships in in the beer business. And I had caught wind that the Boston Beer Company was coming to Miami and launching a little brewery in Windwood called Concrete Beach Brewing. And I had a relationship with the CEO for many years past of, of, of Boston Beer, at Saint Adams. And so I called him up. I said, "Hey, his name is Jim. Jim Cook." I said, "Hey, Jim, it's uh, Manny. We haven't spoken in, in a while. I hear you're coming to Winwood. And listen, I don't know if you've been if you've been to Miami lately, but you better be thinking of beer that speaks to the local market. And let me tell you the story of La Tropical. And I think we can this, this beer will speak very well to the local market. So I told him the whole story that I'm telling you." And he said, Oh, it's a fabulous story. We have to do something together. So I signed a, a one year licensing deal with the Boston Beer Company. And in uh, the summer of 2016, I launched La Tropical as a sneak peek launch at their little brewery in uh, Winwood. Alejandro, in short order, it became the number one beer. The launch party, which was in, in May, it wasn't 20 de Mayo, but it was in May of 2016, the line to get in to try La, La Tropical. Uh, stretched for four city blocks in Winwood. People waited three and a half hours to come taste the beer. Huge success. The media amplified that success significantly. And that led to interest from the world's leading brewers, including uh, the Boston Beer Company, uh, wanting to buy the brand. When you do something for 23 years, you don't do it just for the money, right? There's something. And by that time, I didn't need the money. I had already made money. And so I didn't really want to sell it. But at the end, I ended up striking a deal with Heineken, where I sold the majority of the brand to Heineken and formed a joint venture, which I now lead, called Cervecería La Tropical. So to me, that was really the right way to go because it ensured that one Heineken bought into the vision that I had for the brand. And at the same time, Heineken had enough faith in my abilities to give me the responsibility to, to actually make it happen. And so that's what we're doing. 2017, I, I, I finalized that deal in January of 2017, and since then we've been in development mode. We acquired a almost a one acre property in Winwood, fabulous property with a 30 thousand square foot warehouse on it, and we've been developing a production brewery, a tap room and restaurant, and a beer gardens. And we're 30 days out from from opening and, and making my my dream come true, basically. A permanent home a new permanent home in a significant scale for la tropical so we can't be in cuba we're going to be here in a big way in miami
0: it's
1: an awesome
0: story this is the song of the entrepreneur
1: <laughs>
0: you know that's how it starts you know you gotta if you don't work hard you're not gonna achieve your dreams and that's what you're yeah. doing the entrepreneur does exactly what you did push yeah. forward and here you are 30 days so diving a little bit further into the production brewery, you're yep. one of the largest production breweries in South Florida, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. So that's that's a, you know as we were talking about before, that's really what what's one of the there's a lot of unique aspects of the story and of the development of the uh, of the site. But I think one of the most interesting ones is that we decided early on that we wanted to develop a full scale. Industrial production brewery, not just a little show brewery. Sometimes you see craft brewers, and nothing wrong with that. Uh, but you know, it's not the way that we wanted to go. Where it's a small op- operation that's meant more as a, as a show brewery, and then they may have an industrial operation in a in a different part of town. We didn't want to go that route. We thought the business model was one that we were going to own our location, we're going to lease. So you know, we acquired the property. And the reason we did that was we wanted to make a long-term investment in South Florida to create significant jobs as well, which we can talk about in a second. So we we owned the location in the middle of the city. Two, we felt that because of the property we were able to acquire, and due to uh, some of the existing zoning that that property afforded us, we had the ability to to put in a full production brewery in the middle of the city. And I think that's significant. And when I say full production brewery, to kind of give you an idea what that means, our capacity in, from a production perspective, in Wynwood expressed in sort of brewing terminology is about 32,000 hectoliters per year that we can produce out of that facility. Translated into, into cases, close to 400,000 cases of twenty four. 12 ounce beer. So, you know, 24 cans of 12 ounce beer. So that's that's a lot of cases for, you know, a production brewery in in the middle of the city. If you look around Wynwood and you look at uh, some of our our competitors, they probably, their maximum production capacity is probably less than 20 to 50,000 cases. So, you know, we are way beyond that. Yeah. 10 times bigger.
0: You mentioned jobs. How does that look like?
1: So yeah, so I mean, I do the scale of this project. We're we're creating close to 50 jobs, of 50? which half are 50, 50, five zero. five zero Yeah, of which I'd say almost half are management level jobs, and that involves everyone from you know brewers, sales personnel to marketing personnel, operations personnel. Front of the house personnel, in terms of food and beverage, general manager, you know, chefs, entertainment folks uh, to manage uh, our stage and, and production that we have on-, on site. So let's talk about the beer that
0: you're mm-hmm. going to be producing. What type of beer is La Tropical? Can you make multiple types? So, so what? How does that, what kind? Yeah,
1: of- we'll make a, the you know, being a craft brewer, we will have a portfolio of close to you know, call it fifteen plus maybe even 20 beers available for consumption. The vast majority of those beers will be available in the tap room. We have to call it a barbell strategy. So on one side of the, of the barbell is what we'll call the, the more complex and craftier types of beers, you know, double IPAs, uh, stouts, barrel-aged uh, beers, et cetera. And then on the other side of the barbell, we're going to call it our commercial beers. And this is sort you know, the lighter side of, of craft. These are more more drinkable lagers and ales and, and stuff like that. So a, on the commercial side, you'll see we will lead with our flagship brand called La Tropical La Original. And this is the, the first beer that was ever produced in Cuba. Our formula goes back to 1888 in terms of how we brew the beer. We will also, we've created a new brand on the commercial side that we're calling also Nativo Key Nativo Key is a session IPA. So this is a lighter, more refreshing IPA that's made for the South Florida market where it's very, very hot. And then we also have a light lager that we're launching as well called La Flaca with only about 86 calories and two and a half grams of carbs. So those are the commercial beers that our customers will see out in in other bars and restaurants and hopefully supermarkets throughout South Florida. But when they come to the brewery, They'll be able to experience not only those beers, but also more of the specialty beers that we'll be brewing at La Tropical, which includes, you know, double IPA. We have a double IPA, for example, that we'll be launching with from day one. Uh, the name of that beer is called Gumbo Limbo. It's based, it pays homage to one of the trees in our garden, which is a Gumbo Limbo tree. And a part of our Jardines series, which is uh, many of the specialty beers that we'll be taking out, uh, we'll, we'll be bringing out to market. Will be under the Jardines La Tropical label series. I like that Jardines series. Yeah, but you have uh, every every quarter or so we'll be bringing out a a new specialty beer with a, a special you know label that's different from the from the everyday label and be available for purchase there in the tap room and at specialty retailers throughout throughout South Florida.
0: I like it. So when I went to check it out, thank you, mm-hmm. for giving yeah. me that tour. Yeah, when mid construction. You have the beer holders for back of for lack of a better word. Yeah. And you'll be able to pour the beer from there. Can you in the bar? Bo- yeah, bo- so, so
1: that's I, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that's sort of a kind of like one of those again crazy ideas that ends up actually being a pretty cool idea once we figured it out. Is that it's good. So let me step back a second. I had never designed a brewery before, and that was good because. I'm relying on a lot of experts to advise me on how to design a brewery. But, you know, when you rely on experts, they always want to design what they've always designed. That's why they're experts, because they do the same thing over and over. For some guy who never had designed the brewery, I came up with ideas that you know, they had never heard of. And one of the ideas that I came up with was, man, as a customer, why is it that I have to, you know, be served a beer in a brewery from a keg? The brews right there can't just pour it out of the tank behind there somehow, you know. So I, <laughs> I, I kept telling all of the engineers I say, "Oh, you know, guys, I in my dream of La Tropical I envision that our customers can can be served La Tropical straight out of a brewery in the tank. Figure out how we're going to do this, but we're going to serve beer from a brewery, you know, from a tank in the brewery." So. With all the brewing engineers, we kind of just said, man, you're crazy. That can never be done. We're It's nuts. It's not going to work. No one's done that before. So, okay, we're, we're going to figure it out. So we, we did. And basically what we did is that we took our, these four, what we call bright tanks that are 20 hectoliter tanks, basically. And we positioned them half in the tap room and half in the brewery with this glass that comes and contours around the tanks. And by doing it that way, we basically, I had my cake and I could eat it too, which is we had the brewery, but at the same time, we were now able to serve beer straight from the tank in the brewery. And we're calling that experience tank to glass. So when you come to La Tropical and you order a tank to glass beer, you're going to be able to order beer straight out of a tank in the brewery. And to me, that is the most fantastic thing in the world because there can't be any the beer can't be any more fresh than directly from the tank in the brewery.
0: I like that there's glass all over. So even when you're in the restaurant portion, you're going to be able to see through the glass and see basically the
1: whole operation. Oh yeah. You know, one of the one of the cool things of the design of the brewery as well, Alejandro, is that, you know, again, we, we designed this big production brewery, but, you know, we designed it with the consumer uh, experience in mind, right? A lot of equipment, that in a normal brewery setting, in an industrial setting that doesn't have this floor-to-ceiling glass that we have in our brewery would have been stuck in the back and stuff. And so we we ended up designing this brewery so that we have all of the equipment where you would see a brewer doing his craft or her craft, whether it be pouring hops, whether it be taking samples, whether it be connecting hoses, all that we faced towards the customer, towards the bar. And then we put... Glass in front of all, all of that equipment from floor to ceiling. So hopefully, when a customer comes to a Tropical and, and orders their their beer or their, or their tapa, they're seeing our brewers and our brewing personnel interacting in the brewery, brewing the beer, testing the beer, transferring the beer. It's not just going to be a static you know brewery with a ghost brewery basically in the back.
0: Are you going to have the brewers wear traditional Cuban brewing?
1: No, attire. No, they're they're just wearing a t-shirt and you know, a t-shirt that you'll see how the brewers wear. But the servers also you know, t-shirts and, and the jeans. You know, and maybe a hat like like this that I have. You know, a baseball cap. You know, very we're very unpretentious. Very you know low key. You know, obviously the place is not low key. The place the place is spectacular. Mm. But how we approach it and, and the guest experience is hey you know we're we're there to serve. And hopefully our beer is just fantastic. Our food is just as good. And, and you have a wonderful experience hanging out at La Tropical, you know? Food. You have a kitchen there. Let's yeah. talk a
0: little bit about that. What, what can we expect from that experience? So that's
1: another unique aspect of, of La Tropical, especially uh, of Brews in South Florida, you know, for some reason, South uh, Florida being a foodie type of town, a lot of our competitors that have gone to market have really not gone to market with food in mind. Food has been as a, an afterthought, a food truck, or they have you know someone coming and catered. We decided that we wanted to be a little bit different. I felt that South Florida was a, a significant foodie town, and that if we were going to you know get folks to come visit us and, and experience La tropical, and, and we you know, we were going to want to have them linger and stay for a while to really immerse themselves. You know, I, I always tell my staff, you know, our aim is to sort of immerse our customers in a cultural experience at La, La Tropical, you know, and there's a lot of things to, you know, they're going to see this beautiful garden these beautiful trees. You're going to learn about the history of, of La Tropical, Jardines La Tropical. They're going to see live performances. They're going to see arts, which we haven't talked about. You know, I've hired a local muralist to do these beautiful murals in the garden, outdoors. They're going to see arts. they going to see sculpture in the in the garden. They're going to witness, you know, this 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 uh, this beautiful brewery behind glass. They're going to taste the uh, the beer, but food has to be a big piece of it because if you don't have food, how long are folks going to stay, right? You can, uh, how long can you stay in a place drinking, you know, a couple of drinks or beer? Not very long. You're going to want to have some food. So I decided again that I wanted to make food a central, just as important as beer in the overall offering of La Tropical, and uh, I hooked up with. This wonderful couple that have now become very good friends of mine, Cindy Hudson and Delius Shirley. Their claim to fame is uh, Cindy and Delius were the owners of Ortanique in Coral Gables that had been around for 20, I think it was 21, 22 years. They also owned uh, multiple restaurants uh, in town, Zest, one of them in in the Caribbean, on like three, three or four of them. And I decided early on, I interviewed a lot of different chefs and, you know, these folks really fit the type of food that we wanted. And, and what I wanted was I didn't want to be pigeonholed into a Cuban brewery has to be a Cuban restaurant by itself. And so what we did was we came up with a, what I'll call a Caribbean slash Latin slash South Florida menu that basically blends all of our cultures into one menu, the menu. And I'll give you some examples in a second, but uh, our menu is tapas heavy, so you, there'll be small and medium-sized tapas priced anywhere between seven and twelve dollars. It's still very affordable. I wanted something that was affordable because we're a brewery, right? I, this is not a—we're not going to sell twenty-dollar drinks, right? That this is this is a six-dollar beers and seven to twelve-dollar tapas, so you can linger for a while, and it's affordable for for everybody. So, so some tapas, small and medium-sized tapas. We have about four or five entrees. So if you if you want to have a full meal, you can also have a full meal at La Tropical. Our uh, menu is everything from a Cuban sandwich empanada, which is kind of a kind of a fun concept. It's a Cuban sandwich inside of a of an empanada. <laughs> I'm gonna make a note of that. <laughs> uh, to a Cuban frita, to you know burgers, but they all have a twist. And the twist is that it's not served in a traditional manner. It has some type of sauce. You know maybe. There's a a, a La Tropical beer mustard sauce that goes with uh, the empanada, for example. Or there could be a, we have a a churrasco steak, for example, with a tropical chimichurri sauce that has passion fruit. So everything has a little bit of a twist of a traditional favorite, but either an ingredient that you may not have thought of that would have gone with that, or some type of tropical Latin spin to it.
0: I love it. I love it.
1: Guys, guys, you guys gotta
0: try that. I mean, I'm just Cuban sandwich empanada. I'm still, I'm still there. I'm yes, still... Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> cool. Chicharrones, for example, with a uh, garlic aioli that are freshly fried, which are just to die for. You like pop them as you're as you're having. Chicharrones. Chicharrones, yeah. Chicharrones. Um, wow. For, for chicharrones. I also have. A, we have a signature uh, dish that uh, I think almost every table of two or more is gonna order. We're calling beer can bread. So beer can bread is we bake a molasses bread inside of a La Tropical beer can. And it comes to you in the can. We pop it out of the can. And it's served with guava butter. It's to die for. So the have food, no words. No words. I mean, the food is <laughs> elevated to the level of the beer. And they're both excellent.
0: That's amazing. Awesome. So yeah. one thing I remember that we spoke about was tours. Yes. We're going to be able to take tours of the brewery when we're
1: there. Yeah. So so as I mentioned that, you know, this is the way that, that we're viewing the La Tropical site is not only a brewery and a, and gardens and, you know, and a community type of center for entertainment and arts and, and so forth. But we're also seeing, you know, I'm also looking at this platform as a way to educate our local community and visitors the La Tropical story. And how that story also now connects not only with Cuba, where it connected with Cuba at one time, but now connects with Miami. And so we will have brewery tours. Those brewery tours will take, we're not going to charge for brewery tours, it's going to be free, but we are. instead of charging for brewery tours, uh, we've decided that instead we want to we want to use the brewery tours to raise money for causes that we believe in. So we won't charge you for the tour. Instead, we'll ask for a donation, whatever you have, know, $10, dollars 50 you know, whatever you want to donate to our causes. We've aligned ourselves with a what I think is a fabulous cause that we're going to raise money for starting from day one. And it's the Fairchild Tropical Garden a Million Orchid Program. And nice. so, you know, Fairchild right now, where we're really going to become a very strong partner of theirs to help raise awareness for conservation efforts, sustainability. And this Million Orchid Program, which is, is like the La God story, because that initiative is about saving, bringing back nearly extinct species of South Florida orchids. And it's a great story in and of itself, because during the early part of the 1900s, uh, as it was explained to me by Bruce Greer, the chairman of Fairchild, you know, every oak in South Florida was filled with orchids. And there were orchids basically everywhere. And because of industrialization and tourism and, and, and visitors taking the orchids, the orchids have gone nearly extinct. So Fairchild has this initiative where they're trying to bring back something that was nearly lost, sort of like the Velotropical story. We're trying to bring back something that was nearly lost, but never forgotten. And so we, those two causes just connected so well. And going back to Cuba, our DNA is, is, is really attached to the gardens and the flora and the, and the fauna of these beautiful gardens in Cuba. And, and we're, we're going to try to replicate that as much as possible here. So anyhow, going back to the tours, we'll be raising money for the Million Orchid Program. People will learn about the history of La Torbican. We'll learn about the Million Orchid Program and why that's important to this community. And we'll give a brewery tour. They'll learn about the brewing process. We actually commissioned uh, an artist. I don't think it was there when you went. This is new. Alejandro. We, we have a brewery process wall, so we, have, we now have a, a mural that explains, in very simple terms, the brewing process in an artistic form. Cool. Is, it's right behind our uh, our bar, and so they will learn about that. And then after they finish the tour, they'll be able to sample uh, La Tropical beers, and that's a big part of it as well.
0: That's awesome. And you mentioned you're going to be starting January, right? Is that where we're looking is that yeah, the expected time?
1: We're, we're right now, in the final stages, the the interior of the building is done. or We actually, the production facility is done. We're now focusing on the, on, on the gardens. So we're, we're in the landscaping phase of the project. And as soon as we finish that, which we think will be towards the end of the year, we'll be in a position to open in early next year.
0: Awesome. 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 So I know that we're running out of time. And I have one more question for you. The COVID response, we, when, when I visited you, you mentioned that you were doing some pretty cool, interesting stuff for the COVID. I mean, the space is big, which is awesome. You have huge doors that open to the outdoors, and for the weather that we're going to experience that we're having now, it's great. January is going to be great. What, what is your COVID response?
1: Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're lucky in the sense that, as you mentioned, our space, the vast majority of the space is outdoors. We also have the way the building was is designed with these glass garage doors that open up the entire building. Awesome. We have seating capacity for about two hundred and fifty people, of which I'd say seventy five percent of that capacity is outdoors. I personally take the COVID pandemic very seriously. I think that as individuals and also as a community, we have a responsibility to to do our part to to try to make it better until we have we all have a vaccine. We have made certain investments. To ensure not only the safety of our employees, which is very important to me, because we have a lot of employees, but also to ensure the safety of our guests. So, you know, we will be following all CDC guidelines as it relates to how we uh, set up the, uh, the tables. Six feet apart, La Tropica will, will mandate masks before coming in for our customers. Uh, All of our servers will be wearing masks and and gloves. There uh, will be a procedure for sanitizing all of the tables at certain intervals. And then uh, obviously washing hands. Uh, You'll also see at La Tropical sanitizer stations throughout the garden and the interior space for our guests to to clean their hands. And then finally, we made a significant investment in a, a UV light system, whereby we're adding UV lights to our air handlers. So that means if you're sitting in an interior space of La Tropical, the air that recirculates inside of La Tropical goes through this uh, UV light system that zaps uh, 99.9% of all known viruses, uh, germs, and bacteria. So we're, we're trying to create a safe zone, obviously as much as we can, to ensure that not only our, our employees, but our guests are safe when they're visiting La Tropical.
0: I think it's great. It looks like you're ready. Open spaces, the garage doors, the UV lighting. This is yeah. we, You guys are ready to, to receive people. I think this has been great. I think I'm looking forward for the Tropical to open. And, you know, Manny has been great. Thank you so much. I'm still thinking about the, the Cuban sandwich of banana. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you The white butter, butter and yeah. the guava butter. What? Guava oh. butter with a beer can bread. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Manny, thank you so
1: much. Thank you, Alejandro. for will talk soon.